Hello, everyone. This is Travis J. Vernon, and welcome to today's podcast. One of my great pleasures in life has always been chasing turkeys. And one of the most amazing places to chase turkeys in North America is the Black Hills of South Dakota. Shortly after Nancy and I got married, we decided to get a pop-up camper. It wasn't anything fancy, but if you've listened to my tent story, you would know that she really wanted to have a bathroom inside. So that was one of the main things that we had to get with our pop-up camper. Most people that have had a pop-up camper will call them starter campers because you're always really excited to get them. And you think, oh, I'm going to get this camper and we're going to be able to do all these things. And then when you realize how much work it takes to set it up and take it down and set it up and take it down, you end up either going back to car camping and tent camping or you upgrade to something small like a teardrop camper or you even go to a large camper that you don't have to put up and take down. But in the beginning, this pop-up camper was really fun for us. And it just gave us more options for longer distances, camping, hunting, fishing, and not having to spend money to stay in a hotel. Now, if the place that you want to go has a hotel, I highly recommend just stay in the hotel if it's really close. But most of the places that Nancy and I like to go don't have a hotel. In fact, they're usually as far away as we can possibly get from a hotel. The first time we took the pop-up camper to the Black Hills was for a spring turkey hunt with my friends Seth and Nick. The Black Hills was about halfway between where we live in Wyoming and they were in South Dakota and Minnesota. In a lot of states, you can get an over-the-counter turkey tag. It varies from state to state. South Dakota, you have to apply. It runs about $100 per tag for a non-resident. So it's not the most expensive of hunts, but it is one of those hunts that allows you to explore the area. It's a great time to look for sheds if you're into shed hunting, and it's also a great time for the early season foraging. Morel mushrooms, asparagus, ramps, all of those things are usually popping that time of year. If you're looking to go and explore a new elk area or deer area, it's a fun time of year just to get out. So what made this hunt special was that it was Nancy's first turkey hunt. We had tried lots of different things when it came to guns for her. She's pretty petite, doesn't have a long trigger pull, and it was difficult to find a gun that would really work. I've hunted with a 12-gauge most of my life, but in my youth I had a 20-gauge. And as I became, I don't know, I don't want to say more refined, because hunting with a smaller-gauge shotgun isn't more refined, perhaps more traditional, it just seemed to be a little bit overkill hunting doves and grouse with a 12-gauge. So it became more fun for me to hunt with a 20-gauge for a lot of my life. I love the Benelli Monticello. What a beautiful little gun. Just fun to shoot. Well, I didn't have that gun anymore. So I was in the market to find Nancy a gun that she could handle, that wasn't too heavy for her, wasn't too big for her, and didn't punch her in the shoulder too hard. At first, I thought that the Beretta A300 would be a great gun for her. But I ended up getting it in too long of a barrel. It was just too weight forward for her. So I ended up selling that gun and got her the Winchester SX3 in the youth model, but still in the 12 gauge. The semi-auto took a little bit of the punch from the shell so it didn't hit her shoulder quite so hard. It had a shorter trigger pull, shorter barrel length, 
and that's just a gun that she loves. We were able to get it patterned really well, found some loads that worked well with it. And we went out for her very first turkey hunt, pulling the pop-up and heading to the Black Hills of South Dakota. By the time we got there, my friend Seth and Nick had already been there for two days, and they had actually already tagged out on their turkeys. They wanted to hang out because they had never met Nancy, and I hadn't seen them for a couple of years since we all worked together in Minnesota. Because they had been there already, they were able to put us on some birds right away. But the birds in that area were very finicky. They knew what was up. At one point, we hunted down in the bottomlands, and the birds would come in tight to us up on the hillside and would never come down the hill. The next morning, we set up on top of the hill, and the birds would go down to the bottom and wouldn't come up the hill. It was this cat and mouse game for a number of days, and she was getting pretty frustrated. Now, I had decided that I wasn't going to shoot until she had an opportunity at her very first turkey. We would be able to glass birds in the middle of the day. We'd see Tom strutting, but they were still with quite a few hens. It might have been a week or two too early. But the country was so beautiful and spectacular. It really wasn't even upsetting. There was just so much to see, and from time to time we would see and hear the coyotes. Lots of turkeys, lots of white-tailed deer, elk. At one point, we even saw a bobcat on some private land sneaking in on a big flock of turkeys. So not only was it fun to be in the area, but it was also extremely enjoyable to learn the new area and explore it. Well, we only had four days to hunt, and since the first two days were kind of a bust on the turkeys... The third day, we decided to set up in the morning in the area that we knew we'd seen them before and see if we could get the birds to come to us. We hiked in very, very early and got a blind set up in the dark in the bottom of a draw right below a small logging road. Now, this road had been closed and there were lots of rocks at the front of it, so you couldn't drive the road, but it was still one that you could park on and walk in. So we parked at this entrance area, hiked all the way in, a little over a mile, and the turkeys were scratching all over on the road. Pine needles were moved around, big open areas were scratched out from underneath the trees, and they were feeding pretty heavily in the area, so we knew they were there. So this time we decided, let's only set out a single turkey on the road so that it can be seen from a long ways away just a lone hen decoy, and we would try and remain pretty quiet on the call to see what we could find. Turkeys came in pretty thick, and again they stayed above the road and were talking down to the hen. They'd stand up there and putt and purr, and you'd hear the toms gobble back and forth. It was still quite a show, but that morning ended up being pretty frustrating. Now, we knew that day that we we're pretty sure where the roost tree was. And because it was getting to the last two days of the hunt, and by the last two days of the hunt, I mean the season was going to be over, we weren't as cautious about screwing up the roost tree for other people. We hadn't seen another hunter in there the entire time we were there. So we decided we would set up at a vantage point in between this feeding area that we had found and the roost tree. We still didn't want to get right on top of the roost tree because I just didn't want to blow it up. 
because I still had a tag too, and we had one more day to hunt. But we decided to set up pretty close to the roost tree. Now, it was a ridge line with a draw on both sides of it. The one valley went up to the right and ended into private property where there was some mining operation going on. And the other valley was a pretty tough little road. It was almost impassable when we first got there, but it had dried off enough while we were there that you could drive it in four-wheel drive. And we had seen turkeys in that valley as well. So we weren't 100% sure if the turkeys that were using this roost tree that we kept hearing gobble in the dark were the turkeys that were working that feed area or were turkeys coming up out of the private land in the other valley. So we set up on top of this ridge. We set out a small jake decoy and a hen decoy out in front of us. And we sit with our backs to some rock. Nancy was angled to the right, looking down into the valley to the right that ended up in the private land. And I was angled to the left, looking off the other ridge to the left, down into the other valley. Well, it was getting closer and closer to dark. We hadn't seen very much. We hadn't heard any Tom's gobble. And we were just about ready to call it for the day. When from the ridge to my left, I heard this weird sound. And I looked to the left and I could see a bird flying across the valley. And I thought that it was just a big red-tailed hawk. But then I noticed it was flying really oddly. It didn't take long I realized it was a turkey flying across ridge to ridge in this area. So I told Nancy, here comes a turkey. It's going to land by the decoys, it looks like. Well, of course, she didn't see it flying. She wasn't facing that direction. And in my communication with her, I never explained that it was flying. That turkey comes in and lands just past the decoys at about 30 yards. As soon as that turkey lands, I'm like, Nancy, standing right there. Take it. And she's looking side to side says, I don't see it. I don't see it. I said, it's in the decoys. It's in the decoys. At that point, the turkey knew something was up. He started running. Little chubby velociraptor heading for the pines. She saw the movement, swung on the bird. And just as she was able to take the shot, he went behind a pine tree. And that pine tree took the brunt of that shotgun blast. And what was absolute elation for Nancy became complete and total despair. In a single trigger pull, you could just see how dejected she was. Her whole body language was sulky and sad. And in that moment, I heard that same sound I'd heard moments before. Woof, 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 woof. And I looked to the left. And from the exact same spot on the hillside, there was another turkey flying across that ridge-to-ridge gap. I said, Nancy, here comes another one. Well, now she already had her gun pointed in the direction that the turkey was coming from. The minute that bird set his feet on the ground, he knew something was wrong and stuck his head up. And I said, it's a Jake. Shoot it. Boom. Flop. And Nancy had her very first bird. It's funny how in the hunting and fishing world, everything can change in five seconds. Now she was at a level of elation that I enjoy more than anything else. Being able to help someone accomplish something like their first turkey or their first fish brings me a level of elation. And that's why I love to teach. Well, that finished out that evening. We didn't see any more birds coming across the ridges. And getting to the spot that we were in was a super steep climb. There were some spots there where you were grabbing 
brush and trees just to pull yourself up the ridge. So the following morning we knew there was another tom in that area so we decided to go back and set up nearby to see if we could get that other tom that had landed, the first one that had landed that she had missed the shot on. And that ended up being one of those turkey mornings where there was no talking once the birds came out of the roost. A little on the frustrating side, but we decided to go set up down that long road again that evening and see if we could find those birds that kept walking on the ridge and wouldn't come down to the lower valley. Lunch that day was probably one of the best lunches I have ever had while camping. Seth's wife had drawn a cow bison tag and had harvested a cow bison that year. And on his drive out, he had stopped to pick about five pounds wild asparagus. And while picking the asparagus, they found about two pounds of morel mushrooms. So for lunch that day, we had bison and asparagus and fresh morel sautéed in bacon grease. That was the first time that Nancy had ever eaten mushrooms that she enjoyed it. That would be a changing point for her. Even today, she loves morels but she's extremely spoiled and won't try other mushrooms. Well, that was the end of the hunt for Seth and Nick. They had to get out of there and head back home. Nancy and I had that evening, and then the following morning, if we weren't able to close the deal that night, we were going to need to get back. With the last two setups of the season looking us in the face, we decided to go up on top of a ridge and find a new area where we thought we knew where some birds were, but we hadn't seen any of them. We also decided to ditch the blind, and we hiked up the ridge and found another outcropping right at the top of a ridge line. Directly in front of the rock outcropping was a small meadow that there was definite activity of scratching from turkeys. It was also one of the only spots in that area that we could tell there were trees big enough that we thought the birds were using as roost trees. We were walking around the trees trying to find if they were roost trees looking for scat and feathers when we heard a turkey gobble. So we hurried and set up a jake decoy and two hen decoys and then sat up against the rock outcropping. Our backs were to the west. We were facing east into this little meadow and there was a small projection of rock in between where Nancy and I was sitting. She was on my left. I could see her feet and legs, but the only way I could see her is if I leaned forward and looked around the rock. Well, from that moment on, we didn't hear another bird. It was dead quiet. Every so often we would hear a squirrel, the wind had rustled the trees, we'd think we'd hear something walking, and we started to get into that evening glow as the sun begins to set in the west. As the sun begins to set, I hear crunch, crunch, crunch. I'm like, huh, I'm looking around, I can't see anything, I can't hear where it's coming from. And as I turn my head to look towards Nancy, she just looks back at me. A few moments goes by, and again, crunch, crunch, crunch. I look again, I can't see anything, I don't know where it's coming from. Crunch, crunch, and I turn and lean forward to look around that rock projection. And Nancy is slowly pulling an Oreo cookie away from her mouth and I start to crack up I'm like is that you and she replies with yeah but I'm being quiet I know you're not (laughs) said of all the snacks you wanted to bring when we don't have a blind sitting in the wide open and you chose Oreos she got a big grin on her face 
and finished her cookie. Well, the shadow started to lengthen, the sun continued to set, when just like in the movie Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, shadows began to be cast on the trees in front of us, moving slowly from left to right. They were distinct turkey shapes. The birds had snuck in quietly behind us and were slowly moving down the ridge to my right. They passed within a few feet of me and ran to the decoys. Now these birds were all jakes. There must have been eight jake turkeys in this little group. Now those of you that don't know a jake is a bird of the year. So he'd been hatched the previous year. It was currently breeding season, so you figure they were probably 10-month-old birds. They'd have short beards, no real spurs, and they'd be quite a few pounds lighter than a big tom. I was trying to figure out if there was going to be one of those jakes that'd separate from the group, when from my right, I hear the of a tom in full strut, dragging his wingtips in the debris and working his way down to those two hen decoys. He was a big, beautiful Miriam's turkey. He strutted in, got behind the decoys, and he and the jakes kept milling around, and I was waiting for this tom to separate himself from the rest of the flock so that I could get a shot. Well, he finally separated from all these jakes, but he was still directly behind one of my decoys. The angle that Nancy was sitting, she couldn't tell that. And when the woods are dead quiet, a whisper sounds like a scream. And all I heard was her scream from the left. Are you going to shoot one? Her saying that caused this turkey to lift his head straight up in the air and stand up and look over the decoy. And I was able to get a quick shot and put him down. And then I looked to the left at Nancy and she's laughing. And I said, while that worked out and thanks, don't ever do that again. To which she giggled more. That was one of the most surreal evening hunts for turkeys that I've ever had in my life. It was exceptional, and it was made so much better by being able to share it with my wife, even though she yelled at me and snuck in Oreos and never even offered me one of those Oreos. The drive home was filled with reminiscing of that hunt. Seth, Nick, Nancy, and I all filled our tags in the Black Hills. Four for four. What a great few days that had been. Nancy's first turkey, her first try of morels, both of our first times eating bison, those are the memories you make when you explore the wilderness and take advantage of natural resources and the things that we have at our disposal. The entire time and all four turkeys were taken on public land with what amounts to basically over-the-counter tags. I highly recommend heading out to the Black Hills, enjoying what they have to offer. Go chase turkeys, teach people about your passions, and get out there and live your stories.